This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Welcome to NFL Friday, week seven already. Season is flying by. I'm Tom Scabelli, joined by Christian Goey and Jack McClune. Vinny DeBellis will be giving us fantasy throughout the show. Tom Terzuli behind the glass producing. Guys, we got a loaded show today. We're going to start off talking Thursday night football, that riveting Packers-Bears oh matchup. I'm, as done always. With, I'm done with Thursday night football. As always, Thursday night football, exciting as always. And then we got to talk Giants. We'll get serious because the Josh Brown domestic violence case is is dominating the headlines. So we'll talk about that. We'll have my Giants report. We'll be getting Vinny's fantasy advice throughout the show. Then move on to Christian's Jets report. We'll talk Gino. Gino is in. Oh, Gino. Finally, Gino. I can't wait for that segment. It's going to be so exciting. Lord help us. (laughs) We'll we'll see where that falls. Get the mute button ready for (laughs) Jack. And then we'll wrap up with our weekly picks, which I'm sure we'll all go 12-0. So let's start with (laughs) Packers-Bears. Last night, Packers beat the Bears 26-10 in Lambeau. And I think the story was the Packers offense is sort of back. I mean, they've been struggling. Aaron Rodgers had been struggling a lot. But last night, he went off. They won 26-10. Rodgers, 39 of 56, 326 yards and three touchdowns. Devontae Adams had 13 catches. Randall Cobb had 11. Ty Montgomery had 10. All this without Eddie Lacy and the running game. What did you guys think of that Packers offense? Are they back? I mean, the Bears are one in five, or now 1-6 for a reason. I don't know how much you want to put Kareem's that. I mean, when you look good, you look good. And 39 of 56 against anybody's consistent enough that you're going to say, this is something, but maybe when they do it against a team that's a little better, I think I'm still shaken by the game that they had against the Cowboys yeah. last week. That I think they're, they're somewhere in the middle this year between how bad they looked in that game and how good they looked last night, which you would be worried if they didn't win this game by as much as they did and Rodgers didn't look that good. It's, so the, it's not enough. It's the Chicago Bears. Exactly, yeah, they exactly. They have one win. They stink. And you know what? They didn't even have Brian Hoyer for, for yeah. what, one half, one full half at 11 least? 11 passes. Out, nothing. So, I mean, I don't. I was not impressed at all with the Packers' offense. Uh, I didn't. I, I mean, mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's enough. a little bit it's, impressed it's, it's, compared no, I wasn't to impressed. their pass performance. I was not impressed. You should. The Packers have all the talent in the world. I know they didn't have a run game last night. They have all the talent in the world. They have the best quarterbacks to, in some people's opinion. And they have an amazing group of receivers in Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery. They have good tight ends. And the, the game was close up until the end of the game. And I, I wasn't impressed at all. I don't think they're, they're, they're in a groove right now in the passing game. The running game, obviously, they're not. But their, their passing game is not impressive. Their defense was fine, sure. And, but it's the Bears. You expect that from the Packers. They should have. This should have been a a bigger margin, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you that the Packers' offense hasn't looked great, but I think they did look good last night. I mean, how much more could you have really asked for? But they weren't did... very good in the red zone early in the no, game. No, they weren't. I, I guess, don't know. But... Mike McCarthy, by the way, in the red zone, I don't understand it. So all season, they didn't have going a run to game, go, well, but going into last year, they don't have. This is what that's my point. Last year, they loved to kick on like the one yard, and they did it in the playoffs, and then he did yeah. it last. And then last night. It's fourth and one on the one, and you have no run game, and then you decide to but run I up think, the middle with Montgomery? I think he's trying to jumpstart the team because, like, last week last, was so like, disappointing. It... Well, not last week. This Sunday yeah. was so disappointing. So I think that was more 
get the team's mood up. But your play calls run a wide receiver into the middle of the line. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, like, that's, that's, it's very, he boggles my mind. So I'm not sure how good of a coach he is. Yeah, he doesn't know how to use Eddie Lacy either. No. He well, gives James I mean, Stark. Eddie Lacy sometimes is just like, Awful. I mean, yeah, he's but, like 400 pounds. Yeah, but it's, and he just, <laughs> sometimes he's a averaging bad five over, over, over five yards, over five yards, over five yards a carry this year, though. Yeah, well, exactly. He's be out for but that's a while my point, now. though. He's on yeah. IR. It's tough for a running back to get any player to get in a groove when you're not playing consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think they utilize his talents well. Well, what do you think has been wrong with Rodgers? Because there's a bunch of opinions. A lot of people are saying that it starts with the receivers, where they can't really handle press coverage and they can't right. create their yeah. own separation, and then Rodgers is losing. Trust in his receivers, basically. I saw Kurt Warner said something like that. That was sounded like it made sense to me. I mean, I've never played quarterback. That Rodgers is losing trust in his receivers to get that separation. So he's trying to expend, extend the plays more, rolling right. out of the pocket, and then he gets nothing instead of just going for a, a small gain. I think that could be it. What do you guys think? I mean, I think it's a combination. I, I think the receivers maybe aren't getting open as well as you would think they would. I mean, uh, we saw last night Jordy Nelson on a deep route. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that. It looked like he had a step on the guy. Rodgers di- didn't wait for it to happen, and he chose to throw it to somebody else. It's tough in the moment to say, like, look, Rodgers should have made that throw. But mm-hmm. typically you see Rodgers go deep to Rodgers. I-, I think it's a combination of receivers not getting open as well as they should be getting open. And, and Rodgers has missed throws. Against Dallas, he missed multiple yeah. throws. Yep. Now I think we need to relax in the words of Rodgers. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. And in the end, I think they still can be a Super Bowl contender. I think they'll, they're one of those teams that will hit a hit their stride late in the season hopefully but right now I'm not impressed yeah I, I would say to go off back last night wasn't impressive it was encouraging we've seen them look worse than they did last night and the fact that they were even that they could come we bears, weren't though. we weren't yeah. sure that they could come out and beat up on the bears though and they didn't really but coming into this game you weren't sure that the Packers were going to win this game in regardless regardless of what the score was so I think the fact that they even won this game and that Rodgers looked as good as he did yeah. is in and of itself a good sign for them even it's not, it could be a lot better. It should have been a lot better. Yeah. But if you're the package, you're walking in, it's like, okay, we have at least a base to start from. Is 326 yards that much for throwing the ball 56 times and getting 39? No, but I mean, a lot of, of the ratio the, is not very high. I mean, they were pretty quick passes. I yeah. mean, you look at like Ty Montgomery at 10 catches, only at 66 right, yards. Right, but it's so. not the typical Rodgers that carves mm-hmm. up defenses. In my yeah, well, opinion. Nelson, I don't know what's up with Jordy. He's, must, he's got that lingering, there's a knee issue, right, with him. I don't know if he's just not getting the right separation because that's his deep guy. And if you're not hitting him, like yeah, what are you sense. doing? Yeah. If you're not, if he's not, if he's not getting open deep, you're not really gonna rely on Jeff Janis going deep. I was like actually was gonna say, I wish they used Jeff Janis more. That ever since he had that hail mary yeah, catch that's what I was in Arizona, about. I've been thinking like, get Jeff Janis in there. Did you guys see that one play? <laughs> <laughs> that one time he was really good. <laughs> but what about the tight ends? What Richard Rodgers? They never used tight ends. Oh, they they Don't they have another guy? They have uh, Jared Cook. Jared yeah. Cook. Jared Cook. I thought that was a great signing. Jared Cook is like. For I feel like five six years, everyone's been like, this yeah, is Jared, out Jared, Jared Cook, Ryan here. Tannehill. I talked about Zach Ertz last week. There are so many guys like, no, this yeah. is it. <laughs> this is the year that he breaks out and is the fantasy stud of all tight ends, yeah. and it never happens. All right, let's pivot quickly because I don't want to spend too much time on this game. To the Bears, are the Bears now? Brian Hoyer is out for the year. It's probably going to be Matt Barkley. Are the Bears the worst team in football? Yes. I guess. Yeah, I think Over the Browns. I, I think the Browns have a better defense, and the Browns' I defense think, is even great. But I'd rather have the Browns and the Bears. I don't know. I think if the the two faced faced up, I think the Bears would win. Not with Matt Barkley. I think they're a better team. Not with Matt Barkley or like Michael well, Vick or Sean Renfrey, whoever they sign off but, of waivers. Well. I think, I'd t- take Kessler over any of those guys. And I, w- I would take good. Kessler over them, but I think the Bears' defense would get it done actually, and I think they have a better running game. 
Yeah, but well, allegedly. Corrales played well. I think and look at them last night. They looked pretty good. I mean, the Bears' runs defense, their Packers' defense, excuse me, is very good. But It's such a toilet bowl, really though. Like, who cares? Both teams are. They're both going to try to be the worst team, so. They're really lining up for happen. Deshaun Watson is what they're doing. Although, I don't think, I don't know if Cleveland would go. Or Deshaun Kaiser. Or Deshaun, I like Kaiser more, actually, than Watson. I don't know if I trust a Notre Dame QB anymore. <laughs> was I love, last time I that worked Kaiser. out. I think Kaiser is a stud. And I, what, did he get benched? This week, I don't, I don't he has know. no idea what he's doing either. Like, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> All right, Brian Kelly, whatever. <laughs> let's let's move on. Yeah. We're not going to go into college football talk now, but I guess when you have to talk about the Bears, you, you talk probably about move football. on pretty quickly. <laughs> so that'll wrap it up for the Thursday night football talk. Bears are awful. Packers <laughs> are maybe pretty good. Maybe their offense will get. Are they better. the worst team? You didn't say. Did uh you? no, I think the Browns are worse. Okay. So, all right, we're going to head into Giants talk. We'll talk about the Josh Brown situation, but first. Let's get fantasy stardoms from Vinny DeBellis. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, stardom and sit em to help you win your league. Kirk Cousins is back on track. Kirk Cousins is back on track after a shaky start to the season. Throwing six TDs in his past three games. Facing the Detroit defense that allows the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in the league. Mike Gillisley will be the lead back if McCoy is unable to play. Bills continue to rely on the running game, meaning a lot of carries for Gillisley if McCoy is unable to play. Jeremy Curley didn't get off to a great start last week in Kaepernick's first start, but look for the Niners receiver to rebound, establish better chemistry against a Bucks D that's 26th in the NFL in allowing points to receivers. And Hunter Henry, Chargers tight end. He scored a TD each of the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the tight end to have over Antonio Gates on the team, and Atlanta has been vulnerable in trying to defend tight ends. So those are the stardoms for this week. Hunter Henry I like. Me, I like the Henry. Yeah. My favorite thing about Hunter Henry, so me and Corey last week had that conversation about projected point totals. ESPN still has Antonio Gates with, like, Double-digit points every week. <laughs> Antonio Gates is not getting the ball anymore. It's Hunter Henry is the only guy worth owning. In it was Ladarius thing. Green, and oh then it was God. now it's Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's the real. He's the real. Yeah. They like him a lot more than they did Ladarius Green. <laughs> and Jeremy Curley, he didn't have a good week last week. I right? got burned by that no. one. I said that last you week. That he, last he's week. been pretty good in PPR. He was earlier in the season. He had a rough least. week last week, but I, I agree with you though. Like Kaepernick, I think they're going to get more comfortable this week. I think that Niners seems to look. Unfortunately, this week I don't think the Gillisley one because I think Lashawn yeah, McCoy is going to play. If McCoy plays, that's completely yeah. Uh, and null and void. I think they're saying yeah. he's going to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they are playing Miami, so that can get out, get out of hand real quickly. And you could see Gillisley yeah. play. Exactly. Just, if, yeah. if he's Pounded, lingering, yeah. he could get ten McCoy who, ten carries. Who was the first one you said? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Who are they and facing? The Lions. The Lions. Oh, the Lions. Exactly. That's a good yeah, one. Give me I want. I mean, the, I think the Lions games this year have been great for fantasy because yeah. their offense is yes. really good. Their defense isn't that good. They usually turn into shootouts. So I think <laughs> yeah. that those are games. Stafford slinging it all yeah. day, and they're, like they're quick too. Golden Tate ripping my heart out this season. <laughs> Although I have a ton of receivers. I love Marvin Jones though. Thank Same. Love Marvin Jones. Okay, but Golden Tate had a great week last. He did. Marvin week. Jones so did hopefully not. <laughs> this is the trend. And <laughs> I that's why I'm that one down. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're throwing so much with Jim Bob Cooter, all-time name, by the way, for an offensive <laughs> coordinator. But they're throwing so much that they could both probably have, like, seven to eight catches yeah. a game. Especially with the Ebron out now. I so. do like those picks, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I think good. those are solid picks. The Gillisley one's not going to work out, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's smack <laughs> immediately. I'll take it three out of four. All right, yeah. Vinny, we'll have you back on a little bit for your sit But for now, we're going to move on to Giants talk. So the story this week for the Giants has been Josh Brown. 
his domestic violence case. It's been ugly. It's been one of the uglier weeks I could remember as a Giants fan. This is an organization that is usually known for being classy. We'll get your guys' thoughts on it, but first, let's take a listen to my Giants report for my thoughts on the situation. Coming off a big comeback win over the Ravens, this should be a good week for the New York Giants. However, due to the Josh Brown domestic violence case, this has been one of the ugliest weeks in franchise history, and the Giants have nobody to blame but themselves. Wednesday, journal entries, letters, and emails were released where the kicker talked about physically, mentally, emotionally, and verbally abusing his wife many times. Since then, the Giants could not have handled this situation worse. At first, they did nothing. Then, after making him inactive for Sunday's game, the team still stood by him. Coach Ben McAdoo. We're not going to turn our back on Josh. He's, he's a teammate, and uh, you know he's a guy that uh, we're hoping makes strides. It's one thing if it's a situation where he says this, she says that, and there's no actual proof of abuse, then fine. Maybe you get why the team wouldn't want to immediately cut their player. But that isn't the case here. John Mara admitted that the Giants knew Brown had been abusive in the past. The Giants are thought to be a classy organization who handles these situations well, but not in this case. The Giants show tolerance for Brown's domestic violence past when they should have made it clear that there is no place for women beaters in their organization. Brown was placed on the commissioner's exempt list Friday and ESPN reports that he's likely done with the Giants. But the Giants should have already cut him and the NFL, instead of just promoting pink to make money, should show they actually care about women by suspending Brown for a long, long time. As for the actual game this week, it's a big one for the Giants. At 500 facing the Rams in London, it's important Big Blue goes into the bye with a winning record, and they should. The offense is starting to click, and defensively, they've been solid against the run, and Rams quarterback Case Keenum scares nobody. Giants win 24-17. Set your alarm clocks early. Game starts at 9.30. With this week's Giants report, I'm Tom Scabelli, WFUV Sports. Great job there, Tom. <laughs> I do say so That myself. was well said. That was, yeah. <laughs> I decided we discussed it. I think no music for that one. I know we usually like to put music under yeah. the Giant Reports. I think that one you kind of yeah, leave maybe the yeah, music it's, like, it's not exactly a little more time serious. for some Drake music in the background. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I made my thoughts on the situation clear there. I'll open it up to you guys. Jack, Christian, what do you say? And I think we were in agreement. We were talking before the show, too. The same kind of deal. Like You mentioned it. The, the Giants knew about this. John Mayer straight up said, like, we knew this happened. They knew this happened before offering him a contract. That's what blows my mind. As a, it's having seen how this plays out, regardless of your standing, if you want to take this from a purely business standpoint, which allegedly, which is how you would think that this is how they interpret it. You saw what happened with Ray Rice. You saw it with Greg Hardy. The, the awful PR alone, if you don't want to be a good human being and you want to look at it from a pure PR standpoint, this makes no sense. And then they go out and sign him to a new contract. He could have easily just walked away and said, we want nothing to do with this, which would have been the right call, obviously. But instead, they're like, "Now we're going to give you more money. And then we'll go see what happens. And then they get all this information. Like, oh, now now we're going to walk this back. Right. It's a disgusting situation. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's you don't expect it from the Giants. Out of, no. out of all the teams in the NFL, they're the ones led by the Mara family that you expect to make the right decision every single time. And, you know, John Mara is very well spoken. And he comes from... Mr. Wellington Mara, the Fordham alum, and John Mara is a Fordham alum, and they represent Fordham so well. But this is the one of the, one of the few times, maybe the only time, we will ever say he did not represent Fordham well. Not that Fordham really matters. It's just about rep- doing the right thing. <laughs> it's just about doing <laughs> the right take. thing. It's not about representing anybody, right? It's just yeah. about doing the right thing. And they did not do the right thing, and they still have not officially cut him, right? No. No. And the reports are that they're they're done with him, and that's great. 
but uh, this should have been done a long time ago. And the and you know what? I think what really confounds us is, and it really should not matter your role on the team, yeah. whether or not you're on the team or right. not, you should, whether you're a star like Odell Beckham or you're inconsequential like their third-string quarterback, whoever that is, you know, you should be off the team if something like this happens. And that's why I think we're all so dumbfounded by this is Josh Brown's a kicker. He's okay, sure, fine. I think Robbie Gold is better, the guy they signed, and for whatever reason – uh, he's been on the team this whole time. I mean, we say that it doesn't matter who you are on the team, and that's true. If if you do what Josh Brown did, you're an awful human being. But to be realistic, if this was Eli Manning or Odell Beckham, right? then okay, maybe you kind of get where the Giants mm-hmm. are coming from. You don't want to immediately cut your star players. But it's Josh Brown. He's a kicker. Yeah. He's a pretty good kicker. He's a Pro Bowl kicker, but he's a kicker. I mean, you could replace him very easily. So that's like what you were saying, Jack, from a PR standpoint – it's, it really is just mind-boggling, and the question becomes, how much did the Giants know? I mm-hmm. don't think the they Giants know. had all these court documents, these yeah. emails and stuff, but the the problem is that they could have probably got them. The NFL apparently uh, said that they tried to reach out, and then the sheriff's uh, department was like, no, you guys didn't try to reach out, otherwise we would have given it to you. Which is what happened with the Ray Rice thing, too. That was the same yeah, story, exactly. was that they didn't so reach out. So you can't just turn a blind eye to it. You have to go and investigate it, and... Like, you know, John Mara said, they knew that he'd been abusive to his wife in the past. They didn't know the extent of it, but they knew it was pretty bad. They knew that at the Pro Bowl, it was bad enough where they had to move his uh, wife or ex now ex-wife and his stepkids to a different hotel to protect them from him. They knew all that, and John Mara said, oh, well, yeah, that was an uncomfortable situation. So if you knew things were that bad, to still go sign him to a two-year deal is insane. And I don't understand why... The degree to which it was bad should not matter. If you know from the get-go that he did something, that should be it. It shouldn't be right. like, oh, it was like a one-time. And got, John, he said it was a moment. Josh Brown described it as a moment that happened. Right. And then in these documents said, I'm a habitual liar. This has been going on since I was seven years old. Like, it shouldn't take um, the degree being, oh, it's this bad. Now we're going to do something. The second something like this happens, if you're the NFL and you're committed to saying our players are role models we're going to find them for dancing in the end zone there should be no tolerance whatsoever if something like this happens it's, I, it's unbelievable I remember when this came out in August I was hosting one-on-one with James Corrigan and we were we were we were reviewing the case and all it's it's they're terrible the the court details I mean the case details what she said happened and what 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 I mean it led to a one game suspension for him which is ridiculous uh, I find it very hard to believe John Mara and the Giants brass did not know about this I think they definitely did and again why would you hold a liability on your team like this especially when he's a kicker but it really should not matter mm-hmm. Eli Manning who Odell Beckham Jr they should be cut like that I don't care who they are I don't care what they do it the fact of the matter is wins and money are more important than being a good person and and possibly abusing your wife and that's what the nfl stands for right now and it doesn't look too darn good and especially when the giants your one of your leading teams for class uh do something like this it just raises more cynicism and it's going to lead to the fall not the fall they'll never they're never they're never going to fall they'll leave a stain yeah but it's going to lead to a stain and it's and it's an awful look that's where the nfl's turning point is it's going to have to take a star player which is horrible to think that like it's going to. It did get... Ray Rice. Yeah, but he was even a star player. It's a star player, but he had had a. a, a the he fact was that a good he, player. It's going to take a Tom Brady. That's what I mean. A superstar. It's going to take something like that. Ray, which is, Ray Rice is on a top he, ten he, running back. He had a bad year the year before, and so they could brush off like, oh, we didn't want him anyway. Okay, but I mean, no, I agree with you that it's. Still think he was a big name. It's going to take 
like you said, a Tom Brady, a Philip. It's going to take a, a spotless. You know, it's going to take yeah. It's perfect, that, and it's sad because you know that there's going to be more of these because that's just the nature of the world in general. But in the nature of the NFL, apparently, is that this stuff happens. So there's going to be more, and at some point, the NFL has to figure it out. That this is ridiculous. They they're not even consistent with how they do this. So we need an, another OJ Simpson potentially. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say we need. We don't need one. We don't need one. But I think seriously. that's how that's how this. Yeah, I mean, I, history repeats itself, and we still don't care. At some yeah, at some point, the NFL has to. They keep saying we're going to put a. You said it perfectly that maybe hey, how about you keep supporting the women with the breast cancer awareness stuff, which in and of itself is its whole it's a money other thing scheme. Yeah. If you're so committed to women, at some point, put your foot down and be consistent with your rulings. Ray Rice goes from four to indefinite. And Greg Hardy gets eight, kind of, and then Josh Brown gets one. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Where is, where is your I don't think Josh here? Brown will ever play in that. No, that's no, it. But, that's but it'll be like the Ray Rice thing where he's just say. blacklisted. He's not suspended indefinitely. It's just like, oh, we're just never going to sign him again. No one's, no one, there'll be they agreement. Should. I agree. No, I agree with you, but yeah. it's the NFL's to come out and say, no, like, this is it. Like, even if someone wants to take a gamble, like a couple years ago, people were like, Ray Rice could come back. Like, he's kind of paid his penance or whatever. Right. That should not be available to you. I don't, I mean, like, obviously this is a, a, an issue in the sense of saying, like, innocent until proven guilty. Like, you don't want to go too far. But when it gets to the point where it's something like this with Josh Brown, where it's very clear that something happened, that has to be it. There yeah. should be no room for. I completely agree. And I don't care if he's a kicker or whatever star he is. receiver. Yeah. He should be cut That's immediately. That's got to be it. Aaron Hernandez never been suspended yet by the NFL. Yeah, right? just throwing that. You got to stop working at Barstool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to quit, or we got to get you fired or something. <laughs> but um, no. But I mean, I, I I definitely get what you guys are saying. I mean, I think that when the abuse is this bad, mm-hmm. and there's so much proof too. That that's the other point I wanted to make is that. There are some domestic violence cases where there's no proof. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't you don't want to say, oh, you doubt what the woman is saying, but he's literally team, admitting to it. Yeah, yeah. it's a, you can <laughs> understand why the team would be like, okay, we don't want to cut our player immediately mm-hmm. until there's actually proof yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. There is proof of it, yeah. and it's from him. That's that's the crazy part. So to just deny it or, or put your fingers in your ear or whatever and be like, I don't want to hear it. I mean, there have been some funny tweets where, I mean, funny, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Like Josh Brown, it'll be like Josh Brown says to the Giants, I beat my wife a lot, and the Giants respond, ha you so funny, man. Can you prove it? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like, I, I don't get where the Giants were coming from. It's going to leave a stain on their organization, and it's a shame. Mm-hmm. And it's typical of the NFL, too, that today is also the day that they announced they find Odell Beckham a little over 24K because that's <laughs> the real issue the NFL is guys celebrating. Not, yeah. but I was gonna, it's just, Odell's so annoying, though. <laughs> I mean, I, Stop I love making Odell. out with No, I that. love it. It's great. But yeah, it's just it's just it's interesting that that's where their focus has been the whole season. It's like, no, it's the this is what's killing us. The their role models. They they're more can't concerned about gifts on Twitter about teams. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that, that in itself is ridiculous. I just they don't care about their audience anymore. But if you're gonna promote, I said it before. Like if you're gonna promote your players as role models, treat them like role models and not just for what they do on the field. All right, let's start to wrap up the Giants talk. Let's look a little bit ahead to the game this week. In oh, right, London. they're playing one of those this week, right? Yeah, in London against the Rams. Both teams heading in at 3-3. Three and three. I picked the Giants to beat the Rams. I think the offense is starting to play a little better. Mm-hmm. The defense is pretty good. I mean, I know Case Keenum has been okay, but, I mean, he's Case Keenum. Like, come on. I, I think Todd <laughs> Gurley don't, is good. doesn't inspire any confidence. Man, yeah. when is Jared Goff going to get in there? Is the I don't know. I don't know. That's, I, I thought he looked, I mean, watching Hard Knocks, it tilts it, but I thought he looked <laughs> pretty good. But uh, I guess He was not. terrible in the preseason, though. Yeah, he. I mean, I just, Jeff Fisher, like, at what point do we decide he, he doesn't job. know what he's doing? He should not have a job. At what point do we decide, yeah, he's awful instead he gets extended? Mr. 8-8. Eight eight. Oh, yeah. The yeah. king of 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. So this, the, no, this, this is the classic game that the Rams win, by the way. Oh, Giants I don't, I don't think good. so. I'm going Giants on this one. I, I think they're see, a better team. 
Exactly. That's when the Rams win. The Rams <laughs> yes. always overachieve in these games. They have no business winning. Like when they beat the Cardinals, which I mean, at this point, like what are the Cardinals now? But they beat the Cardinals. They beat the Seahawks. Yeah, but Odell's back. Odell's like officially like he's feeling good. Yeah. I mean, he was well, never he has really been gone. limited in practice this week, but yeah, I know, but I know he's, he's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. you know, Odell was never really gone, but he is he's in prime form now. He just has to stop with the net celebration. We're going to so tired. We're going to see a soccer celebration this week. I'm pumped. <laughs> oh, he's going to score a touchdown oh, and jump true. into you know, the stands. I, don't, I really or... like think he's the best receiver in the NFL. I've thought that since his rookie year, but I really don't like the way I love he acts that stuff. I love all. it. I, I, I don't think, like him. I just think it's like. I, I mean, I don't dislike him. I don't be like better the if he didn't do it. I think it'd probably definitely be better for the it's Giants. Not funny. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, him, pro- him proposing to the net was that hilarious. Was that was funny. so I good. Think, I think that'll end after this week. I mean, it's you so can't go back. It's of course. He's out. He's out. Yeah, Unless yeah. he like gets a divorce from the net yeah, first. I guess uh, it's so overdone to me. But I think the Giants are going to win. To answer your question, I think they're a better team. Todd Gurley, another awful fantasy person for me. That was the most unexpected one. Also, I thought he was going to be. I don't know. I just thought their offense was going to be too bad for it to be any good. No, but I thought like after last year, you could throw, you could, stunk last you could throw year. 11 in the box against the Rams this year. Like, true, who cares true. anymore? But Case Keenum's carving up defenses. With I, I will say the Rams defensive line worries me, especially considering how bad mm-hmm. the Giants offensive line yeah. has been. So if the Giants are going to lose that game, it's going to start there where Eli's just getting pressured too much. He's not able to get the ball out. So it it's should possible be a tight game. I yeah. think it'll be a yeah, tight game. Yeah, it's a three-point line. I think it will be a close game. No one's expecting this to be a blowout. It's so. also going to be a terrible game. I'm, I'm committed. <laughs> I will say on record that game, that game is going to be I hate that not, I have to get up at 9.30 to gonna watch be, it, It's not going to be worth that at all. <laughs> I will straight up sleep through that game and not even care. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. We're Me and Christian picking the Giants. You're picking the Rams, Jack. We're going to move on to talk Jets. Uh Lighter subject because the Jets are kind of just uh, almost laughably bad at this wait. point and now can't going to Gino. But first, we've got fantasy Sidhams from Vinny. Sidhams this week, Russell Wilson is going up against the Cardinals. They're fourth in the league against the co- opposing QBs. And Wilson's coming off a week in which he didn't throw one TD last week. So I think you got to sit Wilson. Uh, Jamal Charles. Spencer Ware has emerged as the leading back in this offense, and mm-hmm. uh, Andy Reid has said that he's planning on limiting Charles' workload going forward. Um, New Orleans is a favorable matchup, but I would still sit Charles there. Deshaun Jackson has a total of eight fantasy points combined in the last three weeks, and he's battling a lingering shoulder injury. I do like the matchup for Redskins wide receivers, but would rather go with a Jamison Crowder or a Pierre Garçon there. Um, Tyler Eifert, I would sit as well. He may make his debut against the Browns, but expectations should be tempered, and that is even if he plays. It's not a certainty right. that he's going to mm-hmm. get on the field this week. I feel like you're in the minority with the Russell Wilson pick. I, 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 I'm I, sitting Russell Wilson this you week. You are? First I, I don't think at that's this a point, bad th- matchup. At this point, I think you might have a better option just because he's, he's been injured, too. It's been weird. He's had a weird season. Uh, this year. I also season. have Kristen Michael, so I don't really like love the quarterback running back. Right. Same team thing, enough, so. I mean. Yeah, I like. I know. I think Stafford just has the, a better matchup. The anyway trickiest, the trickiest backfield is KC though, because I yeah, have yeah. I have Spencer Ware and I said all of them. I sat him last week and he had a ma- he had an amazing mm-hmm. game. Jamal Charles. No, I think Spencer Ware is legit. I think that they're he's going to get the rock like fifteen times a game going forward, especially this week against the Saints. Really? who are awful. Some fumbling issues. Yeah, that's I the only so. thing. Yeah. So when does Apart Jamal Charles that. take over as lead back? I don't know if he does ever again. I, I think, think wow, it yeah. would be like a timeshare going forward. Jamal Charles is not. Jamal Charles of like 2011. Mm-hmm. I think they're. Okay. I think Andy Reid's totally content with a full-on split backfield at this point. They find running backs so easily. Exactly. Dime a dozen running yeah. backs. And they got rid of one, and no one's going to care. Nile Davis is in Green Bay. 
But that's a, I think that's a good cautious pick with with Eifert. Right? Yeah, you know, typically oh, yeah. guys coming off the IR, yeah. or, or not the IR. What, was he on the IR? No, nah, just a long term. Yeah, I mean, at this point they could have. You need to give him like a like a week to act. Had that issue with Gronk. The first week Gronk came back, a lot of people played him. He had what one catch, not even. And then Martellus Bennett had like three touchdowns. And with Eifert at this point too, you allegedly have a backup that you've been starting all the time anyway that you're kind of comfortable with. It's been seven weeks at this point. If you haven't figured it out, what are you doing? It's like I at this point like you're committed to that. Like take a week. Take one more week. And I, belt. I know you said Cousins is a good guy to start, but I still don't like any of the receivers in Washington. Crowder's I don't gonna, like. Crowder's I would never start. Pretty safe, a I think, in like a PPR half PPR. Yeah. Without jo- without without league. without Jordan Reed, I like I like Crowder a lot. He's okay. good over the middle because Reed's out again. Yeah, but they Vernon Davis caught a touchdown last he week. Did. Actually, I I picked him up. I felt really good about that. <laughs> I was gambling with the. F- What's your record? <laughs> That's not two, three, and one in that league. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you no. Know, like, yeah, Vernon Davis. Like, you have to roll the nah, dice. Like, like three tight ends left available in that league. That like, was All a right, good well, pickup. All right, let's move on to talk Jets. Christian. We'll- <laughs> Geno Smith is in at quarterback for the New York Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick out. Jets are one and five. Christian, let's hear all about it in your report. Yes, here we are again, Jets fans. The season is on the brink of failure, and the Jets have turned to another failure at the most important position in the game. Geno Smith is back. And saying that was as painful as you imagined it would be. And by no means is Ryan Fitzpatrick happy. It's a decision that Todd made, and I've got to respect his decision, but I don't have to like it. Sure, Ryan Fitzpatrick failed to move the chains against Arizona, and the team just could not get anything going. The defense also didn't make a play, once again. So at 1-5, I understand change is needed to be made. A spark is desperately needed. But I just can't understand why fans are stooping so low to think Geno will be that spark. I do agree Fitz needed to take a seat, and Geno by default deserves that role. But people clamoring for him as if he's the next Joe Willie Namath is absurd. With all that being said, I hope the season isn't over. Gang Green actually has a favorable schedule, finally and maybe changes will put some fire into this team. I will say this, Fitzpatrick's beloved offensive coordinator, Changeli, sure seems confident in Geno. I think all of us have a lot of confidence in him. He wouldn't be in this position if we didn't. And uh, he's, you know, got a lot of talent, and uh, he hasn't had a chance to, to do it uh, for us yet, so I'm excited to watch him play. Geno does have a lot of arm talent, and you know what? I think he's going to play well against Baltimore, but he is by no means the savior of this team. The Ravens lost a close one last week against the Giants, and I think they're going to lose this week also. So, my final score is 17-14 Jets, and they're going to move to 2-5 with Geno at the helm. Covering the... I'm Christian Goey, WFUV Sports. Nice job, Christian. I oh, loved God. the Here music. Oh, you loved said. it. The music was I great. Did. Good choice. It's a good choice. The beginning was great. I, I think it worked really well. And Thank you, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Christian, we were on week one. I don't know if you remember. I don't even remember who we were on with. I think it was Tommy Aldridge. Yes, it Tommy was Aldridge. for week one. And we were looking at the Jets' first six games and how tough they were, and we were saying, how bad could it be? You were thinking <laughs> three and three was realistic. <laughs> no, that was, that, was a, that was a ceiling. I think I said three and three was like the best. I was trying to say one and five could happen, and you admitted it 
I, but, I said it was possible. I didn't say it was. I thought it was more possible. I said two and four. I think I said two yeah. and four. Yeah. I think, yeah, we were in that range. I th- I, I'm not that delusional of a Jets fan. Like, I, I, <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm not saying you are, I, but I'm just saying it's. Like, I legitimately was like agreeing with you. Like one in five was very realistic, but I just, you know, given their expectations, right. you, you can't say, man, like this team's definitely going to be one in well, five. Well, no, what I'm saying is I think in the back of both of our heads when we were saying, oh, they could be one in five, we're thinking, yeah, they could be one in five, <laughs> but it's not actually going to be yeah, one in five. Exactly. That's it's like the actually... pessimistic Jets fan. Like, well, oh, they we're going to be one in five. They should have won week one. They would have been two and four. Uh, should have good which is really well, just like a really big step up from one and five right two and four <laughs> yeah it's a huge step up <laughs> they're one and five is the season over well they're one and five and geno smith it's is now pretty much over because you got to face the patriots twice and that you basically have to win every game mm-hmm. you can only basically lose one game mm-hmm. and then you're 10 and six potentially and they didn't make the playoffs last year at 10 and six so you really don't know how buffalo is going to finish the season you don't know how how it's going to all shape up uh they essentially have to win out they they do have a favorable schedule. I will say that. They they face Baltimore at home. They go to Cleveland. They go to Miami. They have L.A. at home, and then you have a bye week. If, for whatever reason, this team, you know, finds a spark with Geno, I can't believe I just said that. My, my brain is just like in a pretzel with this whole situation. If they somehow find a spark and they go into the bye, what, 500? You know, it's feasible that they could somehow have a miracle slip in, into the playoffs. I doubt it. I'd say it's about a 5 to 10% chance of happening. But the only good news is that they have a te- they have an easier schedule now. But I mean, I, I don't is know. it that easy? Yeah, how like, mu- I mean, how these much- teams are looking at the Jets and being like, we get to play the Jets. They've how got the mu- Patriots no, twice. How much easier is that schedule when Geno Smith I don't is think the Giants are a better team than the Jets. I don't. That is. Nah, no. Um, no. The Jets schedule is so. so much harder than the Giants. The Jets I, schedule. I, look, I'm not saying the Giants are a lot I've never seen such a lopsided schedule. Bengals week one, who have also gotten kind of they're only two and four, yeah, yeah. hosed over by the schedule. Yeah. Then the Bills, who were not good at the time, but the Jets beat them. Then in Kansas City with the second largest stadium, I mean second loudest stadium in the NFL. Then home against the Seahawks, a Super Bowl favorite. Then in Pittsburgh with Big Ben. Then in Arizona with Carson Palmer, who didn't have a concussion. So I still think it's the hardest schedule to begin a season that I've ever seen the Jets have. But I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick also played very well. He didn't play, didn't he didn't play well, but <laughs> their schedule was so incredibly lopsided. I yeah. Look how he played against Buffalo. But is that what you're going to blame the season on, is the lopsided schedule? I, I, I would honestly, I don't, think it's that, I don't think it's that wrong. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming into this year, I couldn't believe the amount of Jets fans, like I'm a whole family's Jets fans, whatever, hearing so much that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, this is it. This is this is our savior for this year. It's going to work out great. Last season, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the real Ryan Fitzpatrick. He exists somewhere between the garbage fire, the dumpster fire they that he is this year. They didn't have a schedule last year, honestly. And, exactly. You know, yeah, it was all luck last year. And they're like, oh, this is it. Well, it, it wasn't luck. They but just took luck, advantage of their worst opponents. He's and... never had over 25 touchdown passes. He had 31 last year. You know, I, I just... I'm not trying to sound like I'm making excuses. I think their schedule was all-time, all-time ridiculously was. tough. It's tough. No. And, and the Giants, and I'm not trying to say, like, like just because I don't really love the Giants, but I, I really just don't think the Giants are a better team. The Giants, in my opinion, have not been impressive, and they've had a lot easier of a schedule, and they only have one win, one more win, or two more wins. Two more wins. Two, two more wins. I'm not, I'm not really that overly impressed with the Giants, and I think the Jets, had they had the same schedule as the Giants, would be in at least the same position. If That's not fair. better. At what point, so this is my question to you. At what point, how long of a leash does Geno have? 
And if they, I if think they get he away knows from, a bridge. But if they get away from him, yeah, if they get away from him, do they go back to Fitzpatrick or is it Petty or? It depends on where Petty is in in his development. You know, he had a shoulder injury for most. He just got back last week from mm-hmm. the bruised shoulder that he got in the final preseason game against Philadelphia. So it depends on how healthy and you know if Geno stinks against Baltimore. Obviously, the next quarterback would be Fitzpatrick, but. Mm-hmm. If I don't know, think it, this could be just a one week. Thing, no, I don't. Right? I don't no. think it is. I mean, this I think that Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick has started probably his last game as a Jet, barring an injury. Because here's where I yeah, I, I do look yeah. at it. Because you're going to Geno Smith now. So look at it. if the Jets start to win, you're not going to move back to Fitzpatrick, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if the Jets start to lose enough, say they're two and seven, two and eight, I why think... go back to Fitzpatrick who has no future? Why not go to somebody who could be a quarterback down the road? See what you have. And why give Fitzpatrick another chance to capture the Jets fans' imagination right. of being a good yeah. quarterback no. and make them beg for him back well, again? Fitzpatrick, with all one of the all-time worst gambles in his career, going with yeah. a one-year deal, yeah. he's never going to get that kind of money again. He might be done. I would we, be surprised. We, said we never thought he'd get the money again after his Buffalo contract, yeah. and he did with the Jets this one year. You know, I think at the season's loss by week 14, 15, I think they'll make the, that the change to Petty in, in the final two weeks. I don't think they'll go before that. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't think Bowles, who's more conservative, although he did make the change. If this they time, lose out this week, this before the bye week, I think that's it. I think they make the change at the bye I week. I don't think they'll make the change. I, I think they'll give Geno just a few games. I, I, but if you get to the bye, it's a natural point. Bye week, week 10, right? Because, 11. Because yeah. at this point, they don't really care. If they lose, they don't really care about how they're doing. Well, that's why losses. I say throw him petty. But they want to make sure they don't rush him. They want yeah. the, they're going to— Wait, it's going to depend on his shoulder. They're going to prioritize so. development over wins and losses right now if they know the season's out of out of control. And just mm-hmm. let Gino do whatever he, whatever he wants. You're so depressed. The se- <laughs> this, this segment was supposed to be— I was looking forward to this segment. Like, oh, we're going to— Rip on the Jets, and you're just like all sad and depressed. So, so you're, you're expecting killing it for me. a Jets fan and reporter to be happy when no, they're not like, doing well. I was expecting to feel happy about this. You're making me very depressed. <laughs> I don't. Know. I love ripping on the Jets, and now I'm sitting here looking <laughs> you in the face, and you're so sad. And this is the worst. Christian, don't be sad. The Jets just have to win nine out of ten games with Gino. I Smith think they're going to do it. Gino Smith Why would you not be our producer Tom Terzuli is is on my side. I think. Well, well he's a Jets fan, but he's probably equally Sorry. pessimistic. I think that's the life of a Jets fan, right? It's just. Eternal pessimism, you know it is, and that's at why least you're not like the Mets, Jets. But I'm a all Knicks fan too. And at least you have the Yankees in there. Yeah, I had the Yankees the, yeah. in there. <laughs> the the Yankees thought. ripped my heart out again this year. I thought they were going to sneak into the wild card yeah, and win but... the World Series, <laughs> and then like Same. Gary Sanchez just w- wasn't able to do it. Um, but you know the Jets are are. Oh, is this are this is this the the Jets like selling all their guys moment the Yankees moment is this where it is like they turn well, around they go to the young guys and it works out I, I really think the Jets have a great GM in Mike McCagnan. I, I he he needed to get the team some wins right right away to, to suppress the fan base's anger and some frustration and that's what they did last year they got to ten wins now it's gonna be all right bye Fitz let's start developing young quarterbacks whoever that is it's gonna it's be a Hackenberg. big draft for him too. Yeah, are they going to draft a quarterback is the big question. Depends on where they are in the draft. They also have a lot of running backs in this draft with Fournette, McCaffrey, and Cook. And the Jets don't have a long-term running back, although I like Bilal Powell. So it's it's interesting to see where they fall in the draft, where they'll be. Will they go for a guy like we- uh, Kaiser or Watson, or will they continue with P- Petty or Hackenberg? O-line, too, might be a, not a bad idea. They've looked O-line like, would be a good one. I think yeah. that might be. I mean, I, there's no one I, that comes to mind who's sticking out as like a blue chip like O-lineman right now. No. But you always hear that end of the year, you start to see those and guys. the Cowboys have proved that That's all you, you need, go at yeah. the trenches, <laughs> you really can have crazy. a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And they're built like a team that could kind of work to emulate that. They have a 
decent secondary sometimes. I think, and they they like to run the ball regardless of who their coach is. That's been the Jets. I yeah. think that if they looked at the Cowboys and said like, okay, we do this. That's where they need to go. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. When you they draft can't. Hackenberg in they the second round, that's that's an early round investment. For like, Hackenberg. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was Hackenberg, that? But, well, uh, you know what's weird? John Gruden said, and I, I know there's a lot of jokes mm-hmm. about John Gruden, but he, he knows said, his quarterbacks. He, he thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He said, I'm I don't know what that in was. Gruden QB camp, he was mm-hmm. like, I would be shocked if Hackenberg wasn't a first-round pick. So that, yeah. was, that was telling to me, although I'm not a huge Hackenberg guy after watching a lot of Tape on him. He never like, could have used a Joe Moorhead year. Yeah, that's for sure. He, he could have used. used yeah. he Moorhead would have fixed him in a snap of a finger if he wanted to listen <laughs> to him. Well, I think that'll do it. I mean, official picks. You've got Jets, Christian. I'm going with the Ravens. I don't I think, think it's that so wrong. I almost think this is like a trap game for the Jets in a mm-hmm. weird way. Not your traditional trap game, but. You talk so much about those first six games, yeah. how hard they are, that it's almost like, oh, finally. Ravens are not a bad team. Exactly. And now you're going to play the Ravens, too. Second straight week there in MetLife. Maybe they're a little more comfortable with their surroundings you're or anything like no. that. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But I, I just think that, and, and of course, Geno Smith. But I will say, <laughs> I'm rooting for Geno. I'm not I'm not a Jeff fan or anything, but I really? was you at like Geno. I, I, I was at that Giant Jet game. We were Gino. at that Giant Jet game preseason. Yes. And every time Geno Smith was in sight, he just got booed. Yeah. To no- but he and- stunk. But he's <laughs> he just does. bad. He's not a bad guy. He's not Josh Brown. He's it's just an awful guy. quarterback. I and I feel bad that he has to get booed yeah, but you know what, every Tom? time he shows his face. You know what, so. Tom? In, in any other job, when you don't perform, you get, I know, you get I fired. Know, but- and Geno has not performed, and he should get cut. I just, well, I thought we'll it was close that Chan we'll Gailey was like, oh, we have all the confidence in him. If you had all the confidence in him, why'd you go out and Let sign me- Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> this is all I'll say is if you go to practice, I had a chance to go to practice a few times this training camp. If you didn't know anything about football, you'd say number seven has the most talent. He is the most impressive arm talent-wise in practice. Uh, you know, Hackenberg and Petty are still developing, but he was the most impressive. It's just when he gets into game action, he makes a lot of bonehead moves. So that's what I'm interested to see if he can get rid of those. I think the Jets could easily lose this game, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to pick the Jets, 17-14. Jack, you... Ravens. I think the Ravens win this game. I think I think same thing. I think 17-14 Ravens. This is going to be another ugly game. I think yeah. New York's, I think New York football this week is, and honestly, is slugfesting pretty gross. probably good for the Jets if they keep losing. Get to the younger quarterbacks yeah. by the end of the season. Jets, Bears, and Browns duking it out for <laughs> <laughs> whatever pick they want. I don't know. First pick, but like, who are you going to take? There's no clear one right now. They're better than the, than the Browns. Yeah. The Bears. Yeah. That's, yeah you I can guess. take solace in that, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> Congrats, I guess. <laughs> like, oh, we're not like Really bad. We're just, like, kind of bad. All right. We're going to go pick the rest. 12 more games to pick. We'll be joined by Vinny and Tom, our producer. Before we do that, let's get fantasy sleepers from Vinny this week. So I got three sleepers here. First one is Matt Asiata coming off a bye week. Two weeks ago, he had 14 carries, and he's more likely to find the end zone than fellow backfield mate Jarek McKinnon. May not get as many carries as McKinnon, but I like his uh, probability of scoring a TD. Um, Brandon LaFell as well. He has three TDs over the past two weeks. I look for him to continue success against a struggling Browns team. And the last one's a bit of a reach. That's what I just did. Sean Drone. He's owned in uh, only 3% of leagues. And with Carlos Hyde unlikely to play, he could see some success as a change oh, of pace back. Sean Drone. Sean Drone. Uh, Sean yes. Drone. I like Sean Drone. Yeah. Um, and like I said, a reach, but he can catch some passes. And uh, in PPR leagues, he may be a uh, 
potential flex. So. Asiata is a real wild card pick, but that's why they're called sleepers. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he, he just needs he needs goal line carries. Yeah, and he's, he's not going to get he's points gonna, otherwise. McKin- I mean, he's guaranteed them though. McKinnon's not going to get them. Right, they, they never true. use him on the goal line. Vikings, I mean, which is easy. crazy because McKinnon is so much more talented than. Yeah, he doesn't get, they don't they don't run the ball a lot, which is hilarious because they have Sam Bradford as a yeah. quarterback. They have not run the ball. A lot like or well. They've been pretty bad on the ground this year. I feel like there's somebody out there that you can get that doesn't need to be Matt Asiata. Like, I don't know why the Vikings still have him. Jaquiz is hanging around. <laughs> Jaquiz, <All right>. yeah. <laughs> Real quick, because we got to do the pickums, but I made two trades this week in my league because I'm 2-4. and four. I want to get your thoughts. Quick, I traded the Vikings defense and Stephon Diggs Ooh. for Frank Gore and Kristen Michael. Two solid. I don't like that. I like that a lot. Don't like that. And I then I traded defense. Alan Hearns and Giovanni Bernard well, for Brandon Marshall, which I thought was. I like the first one better. But the second one, like it's. I fine. like the second one. I don't like the first one. Uh, who do you have for your defense? I'm just gonna stream. I'm always a stream. I always stream my defenses. I kind of ran into the Vikings. He he the the value he wanted so high. I, I kept running up the value on no. the Vikings. He wanted them so bad. You get two top fifteen running. Yeah, I take that every day. Yeah, but Vikings defense is last year's Broncos defense. They're gonna get you double digit. I don't points know. We'll every see. They're, the difference, usually the difference between defense and uh, the top scoring in middle of the road is kind of like kickers. It's like it's kind of like Diggs yeah. is good too. Diggs is good, but I'd rather yeah. have the run the stability. At running it also back. depends on what you have alternatives. What are you, what, what are you gonna substitute them with? Yeah. Are you asking me that? Or? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's move on to the pick'em segment. Let's really... look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. All right, we did Giants-Jets already. Thursday night football already happened. Two teams on a bye, so 15 games this week. That means that there are 12 games to pick. First up, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Probably the easiest game of the week, right? I think the Bengals. Bengals. Bengals big. I like Bengals. Bengals. All right, next up, Washington at Detroit. I know Washington's won four in a row, but Jim Bob Cooter and the Lions <laughs> offense takes it. I'm going uh, Detroit. Yeah, big game for Stafford. I think Detroit wins. I'm going Detroit also. Like Washington here. Redskins defense has nothing on the Detroit offense. Give it into Detroit. All right, Tom. Oakland at Jacksonville. Kind of surprised to see Jacksonville a one-point favorite at home. Mm-hmm. I hate to go against Vegas, so for that reason, I'm going Jacksonville. I like Oakland here. I like think Derek Carr. This is Derek Carr's turning point. This is it. That's a tough one. I, I'll go Oakland. I don't know why. I agree. <laughs> big game for Carr. Oakland. What a matchup this is, huh? I'll go <laughs> Oakland. I, I'm a big fan of Carr. Two great cities, too. Oakland <laughs> and Jacksonville. My favorite cities in the U.S. All right. New Orleans at Kansas City at home. I like Kansas City to take it. KC. Yeah, KC at home. It's tough. Going New Orleans in a shootout. Ooh. New Orleans scores a lot of points, but they can't stop anyone. KC. Buffalo at Miami. I think Buffalo's hot. They're the better team. Ryan Tannehill is awful. I'm going Bills. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dolphins are pretty bad. They're, they're getting close to Jets territory. Give me Buffalo. Bills Mafia strikes again. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. Send it. <laughs> All right, next up, Minnesota at Philly. Minnesota looking to move to 6-0, and I think they do it coming off a of bye. Defense stops their rookie quarterback, Carson Wentz. Yeah, this is Wentz's week. This is the week where he falls apart. Give me Minnesota. This is a trap game. I, Wentz has been falling apart. But I'll... I'll I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go Philly. <laughs> I like Vikings. Tough day for Wentz. Wentz has cooled down considerably. Vikings, 7-0. Indy at Tennessee. I'm all in on the AFC South. I know some of you know that. Just think it's a great division. <laughs> uh, so anytime we get an AFC South matchup, I'm all in. I think Indy takes this. They really need to win. Andrew Luck has a big game. I think Tennessee's defense steps up in this one. They've been pretty good this year. I think their offensive line for the Colts is too bad. Tennessee wins this one if it's close. Mario has been good. Tennessee. I like Colts. Big day for Luck. Have Luck as a QB in one of my fantasy leagues. I hope they do well. I think he will. Indiana. 
San Diego at Atlanta. I know Falcons lost last week at Seattle, but it was close. I think Atlanta is for real. They take this one. I think Atlanta. I think San Diego loses in the waning moments again because that's just how their season's going. Atlanta by like two. Atlanta's a legit team this year. Atlanta. Atlanta. This will be a shootout. Two of the best offensive teams. Give it to Atlanta though. Next up, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Bucks coming off a bye. I like Famous Jameis and the Bucks to take this one. They're good. Such a terrible game. <laughs> uh, San Francisco, because I think Kaepernick and Curly figured it out this week. Tampa Bay. Bucks get one low-scoring game, but the Bucks take it. Let's go, Famous Jameis. New England against the Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Landry Jones. I'm going Patriots. Enough said. Patriots eat again this week. Another big uh, game. Uh, they just uh, went big. The disgusting, <laughs> <laughs> the disgusting Patriots win. Yeah, Pats as well. If Big Ben were there, it'd be a different story. But oh wow, no, wouldn't <laughs> Pats. All right, Seattle at Arizona. Arizona really struggling. I know they need a win, but I just think Seattle's better. I, I think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks take it. Yeah, same here. I, th- I don't think Arizona's got enough. They can't get it together. Seattle, Seahawks, Seahawks. Even with a hobbled Russell Wilson, Seahawks. Houston at Denver. Final game of the week. Homecoming for Brock Osweiler. That should be huge. I wonder if I have a coming home video. He's a Super Bowl <laughs> champion with the with the Broncos. Did right? you see so. that? Did you see the promo they had where they're playing? Uh, how is it going to be by the third eye blind? It's just Brock Osweiler <laughs> first in the Denver uniform, <laughs> then in the Texans uniform. It's unbelievable. Well, I'm picking Denver. Denver. I yeah, love no. Trevor Simeon. Oh, Brock, Brock's going to have a terrible homecoming. He's going to hate Denver forever after this game. <laughs> I like Osweiler in the upset. Ooh. Big, big day. Oh. I'm with you, Vinny Osweiler. He's going to be hyped up for the homecoming. I'll give it to Houston. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up. NFL Friday, week seven in the books. We'll see you next week. This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.